Hail Dictinus! Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. That's right. And Merry Meet, my name is Gwyn. <laughs> you may call me Ode. <laughs> because we're doing it backwards. Uh-huh. Because everything is topsy-turvy today. Yes. Because we are back from Convocation. Convocation. There's not going to be housekeeping this episode because basically this episode is housekeeping. That's right. We're just, just, we're just doing a roundup to discuss uh, what went on during the last four days. That's right. Absolutely. So let's see. It started on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And we got there on Thursday. Yeah, we left um, our house probably about 1.30. It was about a two-hour drive mm-hmm. to get to Detroit. And uh, people were just starting to get into the place and get, you know, registered yep. and, and things like that. Because, like, if you've never been to Convo before class, was mm-hmm. at 6 p.m. That's but, when it officially starts. But the wrinkle for this week, this past week yes. was on Wednesday, the entirety of the day, we had a major ice storm that knocked out power for half of Kalamazoo. There were people who were without power in the Detroit area, I mm-hmm. guess, who got rooms at the hotel where the convention was now, booked. Now, to be cl- to be fair, yeah. I haven't been had had it confirmed to me that the reason mm. the hotel was double booked was because of the ice storm. What I have had confirmed to me is that the entire staff of the hotel was yes. brand new. Yeah. So I suspect some of this double booking was like on purpose double booking because they are new and didn't realize that all the pagans who signed up would in fact be coming. Yeah, but... Gwyn and I got very lucky. We got lucky. Uh, our room was available when we got there. Some people got very unlucky and mm-hmm. their rooms were not available until like Saturday at 4 a.m. Right. So this was the first convocation that we've been able to have in three years. So obviously it was not without its difficulties here and there. But luckily, when we drove on Thursday, you know, all of the convocation staff, Michigan Education Council, the yeah. board of directors, that includes Anna Faye Moore Sweet, Ian Nathaniel, Jack Mercer, Kelly Emerson, Lindsay Moss, Louis Pizette, and Maura Payne. And they all just pulled out the stops and made this thing happen. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to give them a shout out real quick. Yeah. So things at the hotel were not optimized. Mm -hmm. The hotel struggled. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully they'll get it together next year better now mm-hmm. that they remember we exist yep so opening okay. rates started at eight I eight think. o'clock yep and so you know we weren't exactly sure how many pagans were going to be able no, to show Gwyn, up Gwen and i were a little worried that we would have like like half of the usual attendance right because again it's been three years mm-hmm. covid changes a lot of things not to mention the right the cost of travel right. so we weren't sure what it was going to look like but so many people came. Yeah. So was, many people came. It was came. packed. Practically everyone who came, came to opening rit, which yeah. does not normally happen. That does not normally happen. So the, the opening ritual area, which was in the ballroom, was packed. And I'll tell you what, Baba Teddy and Kate, Lady Kate, were there. Yeah. And so, the moment Baba Teddy started the invocation to begin the ritual. Gwen and I both instantly started crying. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who he was invoking through his voice. I have no idea. Or what exactly he but was... But he was in the crowd oh. originally while they were doing all the, like, start of convocation mm-hmm. announcements and everything. And he came out of the crowd with his with his little wand thing. Um, I don't know if it's actually a wand. It's a very long, twisted stick. Mm-hmm. Um, singing his invocation. And I was just like, oh, no. Yep. I'm going to cry through this whole damn thing. And we did. And it was. It was a very deeply moving and emotional ritual because Mm -hmm. not only was it bringing together a family, Baba Teddy also spoke about what vocation means, which is a Mm -hmm. calling and the meaning of convocation. 
it was a really powerful, powerful ritual, just the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, and there was a point during it where uh, he asked us to call in all of our dead. Yes. And everyone who couldn't be there. It was it was incredibly moving and mm-hmm. it was beautiful. And I think there was not a dry eye in that in that place. Nope. I, I really don't think so. And we just you just really felt the energy and the just we all came together. Like, you know, you could it's been three years and you're like, are we gonna have that same feeling mm-hmm. of togetherness because there community. were obviously and community because there were obviously a lot of new people and there were a lot of people missing a lot of people missing but oh my god it just it really did start off on the right foot mm-hmm. with it this really ritual did. it really did and then after the ritual as soon while as, we're just kind of as, milling around as soon as opening writ wrapped up yep and they started saying, okay, time to move on to your, your next your thing. Class or, or uh, yeah, or, or if you're going to follow Baba Teddy and Kate to, 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 their their, ritual. to their ritual, which is right after this, then you're going to want to go this way, blah, blah, blah. As soon as that started, a fire alarm went off. <laughs> a fire alarm. And there was smoke in the hallway. The alarm goes off. Um, and it's actually a surprisingly quiet alarm, so it took everybody a minute to figure out what was going on. And I think there was an announcement. There was. Like a recorded yes. announcement, too. So there's, it was kind of confusing. Yeah, so what what the fire alarm at this hotel is, there's white lights on the in the rooms mm-hmm. that start blinking, and then there's a, like a very quiet, like, beep, beep yeah. noise. And then there's an announcement saying there's a fire, move qu- yeah. quickly but um, calmly to the nearest exit. And so we couldn't hear the announcement initially over... Just the chatter sound. Yeah, because yeah, um, a lot of, I think a lot of people. People were just talking. Just talking. We thought maybe it was a drill. We weren't exactly sure what was going on. I, I didn't even notice it, quite yeah. frankly. I didn't even notice it was happening until uh, one of the mech staff was like, hey, there's a fire drill. We all need to go. And so I started going to what was my nearest exit, but that hallway was full of smoke. Full of smoke. So and I had to. Shoveling yes. us out the other So way. I had to go to another exit and I was like, oh, not a drill. Yep, yep, and it was not a drill. You can go on my TikTok and I mm-hmm. think on the Facebook page to to see our little video uh-huh. where the fire trucks, two fire trucks came. Yeah, and uh, and I we never got a completely clear picture on what exactly caused all that smoke, but they got it resolved. They finally. got it resolved. But it took my, about half an hour. It took about half an hour. We were all standing out there in the some in freezing. Yep, some people were in stocking feet. Some people had no sleeves. Mm-hmm. None of us had coats because we, yeah, we were at RIT. We were at RIT. You know, our shit was up in our rooms. So we didn't have our keys to go sit in our cars. Yeah. Nothing. It was ridiculous. And it was so fucking cold. I think it was like 29 degrees. Mm-hmm. One really nice lady named Julie got a bunch of uh, knitted shawls yeah, and, out of and her things car. out of her car and brought them to us. It was like passing so them around. You know, we were, a whole bunch of us were <laughs> huddled up in these beautiful and warm, mm-hmm. you know, knit shawls. So thank you again, Julie, because I was just freezing my butt off. And then there was a whole lot of confusion about when it was over and we were allowed to go back in. Yeah, because they would let us in and then they'd go, oops, the, the, no. Oops, no, you have to you actually have to, go out. Go out and, hey, here, you can go to this place. Actually, no, you can't. You have to be at the front, blah, blah, blah. The hotel staff, again, completely new and don't have it down yet. It was yeah, a mess. So it, was, it was a mess. But it got resolved. It got done. And so everything was delayed by about 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. but we were able to uh, start our class, which was supposed to be 1030 Uh to midnight. So it was 1045. Yeah. Um, And we did wrap it up before midnight. Yep. Uh, but it went really, really well. That was our, our, our first class. Imposter was syndrome. Imposter syndrome. It was very well attended. Everyone asked a lot of really great questions. Yes. And so if any of those people who were in that class who, you know, 
through all the crazy and, and emotion of the evening. Thank you so much. We really appreciated you, you hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. So we did imposter syndrome, and then we went back up to our hotel. Mm, and there, I mean, and the the rooms at this hotel oh, are nice. Very nice. These are we've been we've stayed there before, but it's been three years, and I had forgotten how nice the rooms are. Yeah, the rooms are very um, very nice. They're actually quite nice. They're pretty spacious. The bathrooms are like good bathrooms that have real doors. Mm-hmm. You know, like you go to some of those hotels, so and it's like a like a, a sliding slider. thing. Yeah, these yeah. are these have real doors with locks. Yep, yeah, that was great. <laughs> And uh, it also had a really nice large fridge. So Owen yes. and I brought most of our food with us, just, you know, stuff that we could heat up in a microwave mm-hmm. or Or like I actually brought, stuff. I, I brought a lot of cup of, cup soup stuff. Yeah. And I used the coffee maker to just make hot water. Yep. And, and then there was also a microwave down the hall. So yeah. that helped. And then Mac also provided a hospitality, hospitality suite room, yeah. where you could go in and get, you know, and they would have snacky snacks stuff. and they would have at lunchtime and dinner time, they'd have like chicken salad and yeah. and sandwich and things like that. I didn't really avail myself of that, but uh, there wasn't but a, Gwen did. There wasn't a lot that I could have, yeah. but like they had corn chips, they had eggs, yeah. they had carrots and fruit. fruit. So um, I was grateful to have those little extras that I could mm-hmm. bring up to, to add to what we had. Yeah. Because there's a lot of emotion and a lot of, yeah. you know. You need to do a lot of grounding during A lot combo. of grounding during combo because one, you're going to a lot of different classes mm-hmm. or you're teaching if you're right. us, you know, you're teaching. Or you're going to various rituals. Or you're going to various rituals. And so you do end up both expending a lot of energy and receiving a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And you do need to be able to take that time to just sit and breathe and yeah. calm. And that's the other thing they offered was a yeah, serenity, serenity suite. Yeah, a serenity suite, which luckily was on our floor. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time they've done that, but it was really nice. It was set up to be a quiet space. It had like salt lamps and mm-hmm. it had fidget toys and sand trays. Little and tactile things, 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 tactile you, could things you could do. And it was just a really quiet, comfortable space. It was mm-hmm. obvious somebody was going in there, cleansing it, and just filling it with really good positive energy. Yeah, keeping it nice. Keeping it nice. And so I, w- I used it several times, you know. And like I said, it was helpful that it was right down from our from our room. Yeah. So Githa says every convention needs a space like that, and I absolutely agree. Yeah, absolutely. Just a just a chill out space. A chill out space. Um, and I know security was sometimes, you know. Guiding people yep. to the serenity space if they were clearly like needed to a little aftercare yeah, from a ritual or yeah, something. needed needed a break mm-hmm. um, or were you know buzzy mm-hmm. in in one way or another. In the past, there has been a coven that has come to convocation that has done something like that yeah. in the lobby. I don't think they were there this year. No, I did. I did not see them there this year. Yeah. So that may be why they established the serenity space to sort of replace that service. Right. Because that was a really good service mm-hmm. that they, they provided for a number of years. Yep. So I'm glad that they were able to come up with an, with alternative. an alternative. Yeah. Exactly. And that the security staff was there to help meet mm-hmm. that need. Yep. All you had to do was find someone with a red badge. Yep. And, and they were there and to help. Security was very accessible. All con. I never needed security, but I but constantly saw them around. Yeah. So. They were very present mm-hmm. and you knew who to go to for help if you needed it or yep. just some guidance yep. so it was good all right so that was thursday that was thursday <laughs> that was thursday people just thursday and then we went to bed and then we got up <laughs> too early in the morning yes we because did because first classes every day are at 9 30 <laughs> <laughs> yep that's right uh-huh. and the one i went to on friday was called garbage gardening i really did enjoy it it was nice it was taught by magic i believe is her name it was basically how you can recycle, reuse, and how you can garden in small spaces. Like she right now has like several acres of gardens that she can use. 
And uh, but she started out years ago in small spaces like apartments and and uh, things like that where you might not have much space. So she talked about if you don't have the money to get a you know a, a nice planter, you can use buckets and put holes in the bottom of them. How to budget garden essentially. Right. So I really I really did appreciate that, and it was talking about how to you know heal our heal the earth, which of course I vibe with. And I went to Snake Oil Trasher Treasure, which is one of Mother Multiverse's classes. Yes, you only told me a little bit about that, so I want to I want to learn more. Yeah, I mean it's it's about basically um, identifying bad actors in pagan spaces, uh, identifying fraud or misinformation or bad research mm-hmm. or baby cults. Yes, so that, that does av- happen. So that you can avoid them, mm-hmm. um, and how to sort of practice discernment in your practice because. As Mother pointed out, you know, at a place like Convocation, you get a lot of classes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of opinions. And a lot of opinions. But the thing is, as we know, Mm -hmm. Convocation doesn't vet these teachers. Mm -mm. These classes are not, like, studied, like, they they don't go through a a selection process. Mm -hmm. Or at least, like, no one ever asked us why we should be teaching, right? Right, Or or what our credentials were. We don't have to submit a, a curriculum or whatever. We just submit the name of the class and a blurb that goes in the book, mm-hmm. and that's all we submit. I'm assuming behind the scenes they have a reason or a way to choose people. I, I don't know but, what it but, is. But, but whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. it's not a vetting process. Right. Mm-hmm. So really anyone can can become a teacher at Convocation. Mm-hmm. Anyone mm-hmm. who submits and, and who is selected. Um, and I think the selection is really just sort of does the class fit the theme mm-hmm. rather than like, is the content, do we know the content is good? Mm-hmm. And so mother, you know, made a good point, which is like, bring that discernment to your classes here mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you don't know who these people are in a lot of cases. And that's the same at any con- at uh-huh. any conference, any time you're going, some, especially to a big festival mm-hmm. where, and you don't know all you don't the know teachers. These people. They're, you know. and, and you have no guarantee that they've been vetted by the, the staff because yeah. that's usually just not something that is part of the process. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Discernment is always mm-hmm. key. Um, and it's also something to bring to even when you're looking at, you know, the, the pagan bookshelf. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because there's not a whole lot of vetting in publishing either. They're mm-hmm. not there to make sure the content is good. They're there to make sure the content is sellable. Mm-hmm. And those are different things. Mm-hmm. So it was a class about that, about sort of identifying red flags mm-hmm. and what to do when you see them. That's good. Yeah, That's really it's, good. A, it's a good class. I feel like more people should go to this class. Mm-hmm. Mother made the point that, like, the people who need this class the most probably won't come to it, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So if you ever see a class by Mother Multiverse called I, Snake Oil, Trash or Treasure. That's right. Then you should go check it out because mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's obviously worth it. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Very good class. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, all of Mother's classes are good. All of Mother's good. classes are good. Mm-hmm. I've been to a few of them now. Yep. So at 11.30, I went to Awakening the Witch Blood by Nathan King. Mm-hmm. Nathan is a young witch who used to live in Salem. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been to, to Khan and to Michigan Pagan Fest before, and so we're familiar with him. But he was taught by Laurie Cabot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was initially from Michigan. He mm-hmm. moved to Salem and lived there for several and years. Now, and is now back. back. So he taught the... Uh, about the concept of witch blood, which I was leery to go to because anytime someone brings up bloodlines, I'm like, Ugh, how much am I going to hate this? But I didn't hate it at all because Nathan is a good boy who uh, 
who included a whole little section about like, this has nothing to do with the color of your skin or where you're born yep. or your ancestry. Witch blood is like a psychic thing, not a blood thing. And I've talked about that in the past. It's something I was trained on as well. I mm-hmm. don't put as much emphasis on it. So I'm glad to hear. I, mm-hmm. I assumed that was what he was talking about. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear that that is confirmed. He was indeed talking yes. to about the concept, which I have both taught and am con- and uh, familiar with myself. Yeah, yeah, I was very cautious to go to that class, but I went to it um, because I I liked Nathan before, and I and I was hoping he was gonna be worthy of my of my trust and attention, and and it turned out he was. It was a it was a very interesting class. So I went to um, Magic in the Kitchen, which was taught by Jason Minky, who was. One of our guests of honors, or as he likes to say it, the guest of dishonor. And it was great. It was based on one of his newer books. It was the Witch's Book of Spellcraft that he wrote with um, his wife Ari and two of his coven mates, Mm -hmm. as well as uh, a bunch of us he he got uh, submissions for spells for. And so he talked about the food section and what you can do in the kitchen and all of these different foods and spices and things your appliances and things like that because most people don't really think of him as a kitchen witch Mm -hmm. but he really does enjoy being in the kitchen so he brought a lot of fun and and passion in his own love for kitchen witchery to this class it was fun to to hear his perspective on that realm of of witchcraft and neither Gwen nor i did anything at 2 p.m because we wanted to take a break and go up to our room and get ready for our class at 4 p.m., which was New Gods, mm-hmm. which we taught and was pretty good. There were several people in that class, actually, who were listeners, which was fun, yep. uh, who were able to offer their perspectives on Dictinus. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people that that uh, joined mm-hmm. us, including Oberon Zell. Yes, oh my God. the other special guest speaker for the and One of the others, One yeah. of the others, for the the special guest of honor. I did not know what to do with myself that Oberon Zell, of all people, was sitting in a class I was teaching. I mean, if you don't know who Oberon Zell is, he is the the artist and creator of the Millennial Gaia Uh statue that everybody loves. He's written a number of books. He He was was one of the editors and publishers, I think, of Green Egg. Of Green Egg. And he has just been, he's an elder of the craft and has been, Mm -hmm. you know, he helped uh, create the Wheel of the Year calendar. I mean, he's he's a huge, massive presence in the world of witchcraft. Oberon Zell is a big name pagan. He's a big name pagan. And we, I was just so thrilled. And we did a, another little video mm-hmm. fangirling about, you know. Yeah. The, <laughs> it was, the that, that was just baffling to me. And he, was, he wasn't just like sitting in the class. He was offering perspectives. Yes, and like, he was. Like interacting. It was great. It was so great. And uh, what was really cute, and I wanted to tell you this later, at, you know, because I posted that video. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the members of Mech were going through stuff about uh-huh. the about the con and someone found that video and showed it to Oberon. <laughs> oh, no. He was <laughs> delighted. And Mora was one of the people who reached out to me and she said, if only I had a video of him watching your TikTok because he was absolutely delighted by our response to him being in our class. He's such a cool dude. He is a cool and dude. And then I caught him later at the uh, at the raffle tables while I was going through putting my raffle tickets in and, and I, I got to ask him about like, hey, so if I wanted to get back issues of Green Egg, where are those? Yep, yep. <laughs> he is just, he is a really wonderful man mm-hmm. and he is he's very open, willing to talk 
share his wisdom. Mm-hmm. And we should have gotten a picture of the time. We should have. We, should have. we were just being, you know. We like, didn't want to be weird. We didn't want to be weird about it. Yeah. You know, but we should. He would have been fine. And so, <laughs> But again, one of the really cool things he talked about was, you know, so we're doing the New Gods class. Yeah. And one of the things he talked about was Green Egg yeah. used to have a regular... Um, article series where people would send in the new gods they had discovered or inv- or created, like it's um, just, the god of caffeine and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was really really interesting. It was very interesting. So if Oberon gets a chance to hear this podcast, thank you again <laughs> for coming to our class. You and just, for participating and, and for participating, and offering so much uh, insight. Yeah, it absolutely. Really, it was really exciting for us. <laughs> we, we were thrilled to have you there, and uh, it was it was great. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. So now that our fanning is over, our fanning is so over. This seven p.m. was the the next thing we went to, and that yeah. was the. Ritual. The gifts of the witch father led by Jason Mankey. Uh-huh. And Pan Pandemonium. It was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Which, if you ever... And it's uh, that ritual is why my voice is a little scratchy, because yep. there's a lot of shouting lot of in shouting. that ritual. And just like with Baba Teddy and Lady Kate, if you ever have the opportunity mm-hmm. to go to a public ritual... Run by Mankey. Run by Jason Mankey, absolutely do it. Wherever, take that opportunity take and that run. Take that opportunity and run with it. He is such a skilled mm-hmm. leader. Yeah. I mean, he's a high priest of two covens, you know. And you can tell. And you can tell. He's so good at it. And it was just, it was an, a beautiful ritual. It was an empowering ritual. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just can't say enough good things about it. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was really, really good. The I want to talk a little bit about the cleansing we did. Yeah. So the cleansing at the start of the ritual was... Everybody got together and shouted, fuck, <laughs> fuck work, fuck stress. Yep. Oh, and fuck COVID. Those yep. were our three fucks. Because the COVID is what kept us from being uh-huh. a family and coming together for yeah. three years, you know. Yeah. So, so we, uh, our cleansing was to scream fuck to the, to the heavens. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was great. It was so it was, brilliant. It was, everyone was very, very much feeling it. I can't imagine what it sounded like outside the room because oh inside the room it echoed. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm sure we rumbled the ceiling. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because there was a lot of people in this, in this Yes. Uh, a lot of people in that room. And then we had the opportunity to, uh, make an offering to the witch father yeah, at the there end was, of the ritual. And, yeah. There was, um, we, there were too many people to tread the witch's mill because we would have been trampling each other. Yeah. So there was um, some chanting mm-hmm. to Black Philip. <laughs> Black Philip is um, a little black plushy goat mm-hmm. that travels everywhere with Jason Mankey. And so he was participating in this ritual. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was great. Yeah, it was it was an excellent writ. It was an excellent writ. So again, highly recommend wherever you are at because he goes to all the conventions. Yeah, lots he's, of, lots he's, of different places. He goes to lots of different places all over the country. So if you ever have the opportunity, jump on that chance. Yeah. To, to drop, be in, drop whatever it takes to go to a manky ritual. To writ. go to a manky <laughs> ritual because it's worth it. Absolutely. And oh, then, <laughs> yes, 9 p.m. And we went to this. I did not. Straight from this amazing Gifts of the uh-huh. Witch Father ritual, I went to Freedom from Bondage ritual with Lilith. Which was presented by Weavers of the Web, who, by the way, we Weavers of the Web um, ATC, Aquarian Tabernacle Church Organization, the very same one we do a commercial for every month, mm-hmm. was the charity of choice for this year's charity raffle. They made... 
almost four thousand mm-hmm. dollars to help contribute to the building of their outdoor ritual space. Which they made the announcement they now have property. Yep. They they are now going to start creating that outdoor space. Mm-hmm. So they're moving right along. It's yep. it, you know it's, it's a long on. project, but they're getting there. And uh, the money that they received this weekend is mm-hmm. going to help them with that. I'm thrilled. Yeah. And they're in Lansing, Michigan. Yeah. But so they were the ones putting on the, the Freedom yes. from Bondage ritual. Yes. And this ritual, let me tell you, if if Mankey's ritual had you screaming and, uh, you know, was empowering, this ritual then had you releasing bonds that tie you to the past that no longer serves. And it could be anything. Mm-hmm. It was incredibly moving. It was empowering. And it included two people who acted as vessels yeah. for who both were possessed by. who were possessed by Lilith and Samael. Mm-hmm. And so it was you interacted with these deities through throughout the through the vessels and you you told this, you know, mm-hmm. what your bond was and they helped you release it. I mean it was I, I don't want to go into too much uh-huh. detail yeah. because it was private, but it was it was one of the most powerful and moving experiences I had that weekend. And I had a lot of powerful and moving experiences. I think you said there were over 50 people at that ritual, and each one One, had an individual experience with Samael and Lilith. Yeah, it was was amazing to have that kind of close Mm -hmm. and intimate, really, interaction with a deity who then helped you release something. It It was very powerful. Yeah. That sounds very, very cool. It was. It was very cool. I was exhausted after. Yes. (laughs) As many people were, I'm sure. And I'm still processing some Mm -hmm. of that experience, but I'm so, so glad. And they did have aftercare set up for afterwards. Yes, yes, they absolutely did. They had aftercare. Security Um, was there. Security was there. They uh, people could go obviously to the Serenity Room, mm-hmm. or they invited people back to their suite, mm-hmm. uh, which was an open public space for people to come and discuss the the ritual yeah. with them to the Weavers. Yeah, suite. to the Weaver Suite um, to discuss aspects of the ritual. Because I'm sure for many people, this was the first time they've ever uh, interacted with a deity through a vessel. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've had the opportunity to do that in the past with other rituals and other deities mm-hmm. and vessels. It's it's a unique experience. You're not talking to the person you know. Yeah. You're talking to the deity. Yeah, cuz the uh, the vessel for Samael was someone that we know. Yeah. Exactly. And so it was it was again it was astounding. It was amazing and I I'm very glad I chose to go to that ritual. Yeah. I'm glad you did too cuz mm-hmm. from what you described it was needed. Yeah, huh? Uh, and then I did not go to a morning class on Saturday because we had a, an 11.30. It was an 11.30 class. But I, who didn't go to bed until almost uh-huh. 2 o'clock because of all the emotions of, of the previous two rituals, uh-huh. I had a 9.30 class to teach. <laughs> on Green Earth Witchcraft. Called Green Earth Witchcraft. And it was packed. And she woke up and she was so nervous. I was. I was so nervous. And I don't know if it's because I was still kind of buzzing, hadn't uh-huh. completely grounded from the night before or what but I was so fucking nervous I couldn't eat she couldn't eat breakfast I was just like oh my god so what I did is I ended up going down uh, I went to the serenity room Uh and it was locked it hadn't been opened yet (laughs) and so I went down to where the the room I was going to be teaching in and there was nobody there so I just left the door closed and I I just meditated Mm -hmm. for like 10 minutes grounded myself released 
some of that excess energy that was still hanging on from mm-hmm. the previous night. And then people started coming and it was packed. I was thrilled. There were I so saw, many. I, I checked on my phone because we had a little app that had the schedule and that showed you how many people signed up for the class. I checked it that morning and saw how many people were going there. And I didn't tell Gwen because I was afraid it would make her more nervous. I had already seen the night before. Uh-huh. I knew there were going to be a lot of people, <laughs> but I think there were more people than were actually mm-hmm. listed on the app because that room was full. And I was so thrilled. They were engaged and they asked great questions. And I I was, this is the first time I've ever taught Green Earth Witchcraft, Mm -hmm. which is based on my own personal UPG and path with the Earth Deity. Which I personal practice. My personal practice, which I've uh, written about. I did have, you know, was attempting to kind of start a tradition and, and, uh, or start a teaching, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, three years ago, but that kind of fell by the wayside. So this is the first time I've been, I've taught it in three Mm -hmm. years. Yeah. It was so, so exciting to, to be there teaching that class, sharing this with, with these very receptive people who all felt like it resonated with them. And I'm, I'm just so happy that I was able to do that. Mm-hmm. So, and then I went straight from that class. Yep. <laughs> straight from that to our shared class, Syncretic Rituals. Yep. That was the, that was at 1130. Which was our last class that we needed to get through. Thank goodness. Yeah. I, I was glad that you, we were You have done. to sort of structure your day around your classes. Yeah. Which means, A, there are some classes you don't get to go to because you're teaching during them. Yep. And B, like... I tend not to go to the class right before my class Mm. because I want to spend that time getting ready for my class. Same. So ultimately, I end up missing out two class slots when I'm teaching. Yeah, there were a couple of classes I would like to have gone to Mm -hmm. that I didn't because I wanted to prepare for what I was going to be teaching Um, in the next class session. So so we did uh, syncretic rituals, which we taught once before. At, at Wolf Run. Yeah, at their Harvest Festival. And, and it was terrible. that was a bad class. That, that fell flat. That did not work. So we restructured it completely. Absolutely completely. For, for this round. And this one went better. I still think it needs like one needs, more pass yep. to, of, re, of refinement before I'll be 100% happy with yeah, it. But, it, it. But I think it went, it went much better. It was in, better. It was a smaller class, which worked very well. Yes. And, uh, it was probably, there were probably eight to ten people there. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Something like that. And it worked very well to have a smaller class because uh, it made it a more intimate setting. Mm -hmm. And uh, because what we did was we had them, we created like modules. Yeah. So, so we, we chose a theme for the, for the ritual. Um, We chose centering because that was the theme of the whole convocation event, Mm -hmm. centering and finding balance. Mm -hmm. Um, So we decided, well, let's, we'll, we'll design a whole ritual that's around the concept of centering because most people don't do centering as its own step. They do like grounding and centering. Mm -hmm. They do it as part of a process. They don't just focus on centering. So we were going to, all right, we're going to make centering the whole focus of this ritual. Mm -hmm. Um, So we did that and we established that the sacred space would be held by a sound maker, Mm -hmm. either a drum or a bell. Someone would be in the center of the room drumming or ringing the bell to create this space. And, and then we everything... we so lucky yes. to have someone who uses drumming in his own practices. Yes, he's, he's from uh, the Lakota tribe. Yes. And so he's, he was saying, you know, we do, we do drumming and everything. So this was perfect. And, and he's a listener. So thank you for coming to our class. Yes. Uh, thank you for drumming. You were brilliant. It was great. It was great. He, he held the drum for us and he held this perfect beat through oh, the whole thing. It was, he was great. He was great. Um... Because I didn't want to have to do it. <laughs> but so, yeah. So I was like, do you want the drum or the bass? He was like, drum, 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 drum. drum. And it was it was, it was perfect. brilliant. Um, it was absolutely brilliant. 
So, uh, so, but those were the only things we established about the ritual. And mm-hmm. then we created 12 modules. Mm-hmm. Um, and we let the group pick four of those modules. By to, voting. By voting. Um, to put together into a ritual. Mm-hmm. And... It was it was an interesting experience. Yeah, it was very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a few, uh, you know, things that didn't quite work. Yeah, fumbles. We had to make some adjustments on the fly. Mm-hmm. But um, all in all, I think it w- it was good. Yeah, you know, it was a good. And experience. honestly, I'm glad that there were things that didn't work because I think that's that's a useful thing yeah. to learn mm-hmm. when you're when you're doing a ritual, especially when you're doing an impromptu ritual like this, is that mm-hmm. you can't be too precious about exactly. the details. And then we all sat down after it because it didn't last long. We kept no. it short. Yeah. And um and then we all sat down and we we had like a discussion a discussion period, period. we deconstructed everything a debriefing debriefing we got some really great feedback mm-hmm. from all of them of their experience and what they were feeling and and they talked to each other about like hey other. why did you do this thing mm-hmm. and yeah yeah it was great it was absolutely great and then um and then it kind of turned into a little bit of a Q and A yeah yeah the I'm I'm not actually sure anymore how that happened but people started asking about our particular practices so we ended up talking about that for a little bit until the class time ended yeah but i do want to say for all the classes that we did Mm -hmm. including my own that i did separately by myself Mm -hmm. in every single class there were listeners yes there were people who who i didn't catch all of your names no but thank you so much for coming to our classes. Yeah, we really appreciate we it. We appreciate it. We we love to see you, to meet you. I'm sure there are some of you that didn't come up to us and say uh-huh. hi. You just kind of waved, you know, <laughs> and said, I'm a listener. But thank you so much for supporting us, for mm-hmm. coming to the classes, and just for always being part of the three-pack pride. We yes. love you. Yes. We yeah. absolutely love you. It was it was great. It's always and it's always so, it's, I feel weird about it. I know. Like we were funny. going, the, the very first time we went through the vendor room, like every third vendor was stopping us like, hey, don't I know you? You're three pagans a cat, right? I listened to that. And I was like, you do? <laughs> Five years in and we still uh-huh. get surprised when people recognize our voices uh-huh. or now recognize our faces. Yeah. Uh, because we've been teaching, you know, in the past uh-huh. or or whatever, and you know, so it's just it's throws always, me for a loop every time. And it's a very humbling experience. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very. It's just like I thank you. I guess. Yeah, no, <laughs> I hope it, you get something out of it. Yeah, and they all all say that they do, and so that means so much to both of us mm-hmm. that what we share, and to Jackson when he's mm-hmm. when he's with us, it means a lot to us that what we share on the podcast is valuable to yeah. you. That, that people um, are getting something out of it. Yeah, exactly. Like there was one young girl who mm-hmm. came to, to Syncretic Ritual. Ritual. Her name was Demi. And uh, she's so sweet and brand new. Just started. Just started. Just started she, listening to the podcast as yeah, well. Yeah, just started listening <laughs> to the podcast. Had lots of questions. And I'm so glad that we were able to. She could ask us directly. Yeah. Uh, things that she's probably been wanting to ask mm-hmm. for a little bit. And I think because we'd created that space mm-hmm. of, you know, yeah, ask us anything. Let's let's talk about these topics. Um, mm-hmm. She felt comfortable to ask some of the other people in yes. who, who were in the, the rituals class what their practices were like or why they did certain things. Like there was a, a, a person at the syncretic rituals who, when we closed the circle... Um, did a stomp and the sign of silence, mm-hmm. which is a thing from ceremonial magic that I think a lot of us there had we're never seen before. We're not familiar with because not many of us were ceremonial mm-hmm. magicians. Um, but it was very cool. And it was a very cool, like, I, I think I described it as a, 
a, a good punctuation mark yeah, to really the close was. of the ritual. And it really was. It was actually really, really cool. It was cool. Um, and it's the kind of, like, I'm I'm contemplating, like, hmm, how can I incorporate could, something like that? Yeah, something with that that uh, spirit. With that energy. That yeah. energy, that spirit. Um, it's but really so, cool. So because Demi had already been asking us questions, she felt comfortable to ask this mm-hmm. person questions. And which is something that I think is kind of unique for Michigan Yes. Conferences like that happened at Michigan Pagan Fest. Mm-hmm. It happens at Convocation. And Jason has mentioned this because like I've only been really to one other uh, major conference. And yeah, that Pentheacon. was Pentheacon in, in California three years ago for its last one. And there was definitely a different vibe, a different feel mm-hmm. um, to that to that conference and how people interacted with each other and how people act at Mich- this Michigan conference Convocation. Um, and when Michigan Pagan Fest was still mm-hmm. uh, was still running, was still running. It, it there's more of a family feel to it, and they work really hard. Yeah. To uh, you know, the organizers and the people who've been there for a long time, they really Leanne, who's Leanne, the head of security, who's the head of security, always the, make sure to call everybody family. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> called family. New people, people who have been there a mm-hmm. long time, you are just embraced. Yeah. You know, and and I think that's really important. I think it was really valuable for us mm-hmm. that Convocation was the first event we went to. Yeah, yeah. Because I think if we had gone to some other kinds of events where th- that atmosphere is mm-hmm. different, mm-hmm. I don't think we would have stuck to them the yeah. way we've stuck to Convocation. I think so, too. And not to say that we wouldn't go to other conferences, no, but, but like, I think for our initial in, you yeah. know, experience. I think it was important that we got that, like, we were immediately embraced. Yes, absolutely. And th- what I'm wanting to say is that when you go to a place like Convocation where everybody is so loving and so uh-huh. warm and accepting, you can ask a, a, a person who's uh-huh. new, it's okay to ask someone a question. Yeah. They're going to answer you. They're not going to think you're being weird. They're or not rude. going to think you're being rude. They're happy to talk about their path. Uh-huh. Well, and like the, the, like I said, the end of syncretic rituals, that class period ended up being a discussion where people just sort of wanted to know about our paths and mm-hmm. how we did things. And that wasn't what we'd planned for that class to be, but I'm happy to talk about those things. Exactly. Exactly. But I went to Nathan's other class. Iconography. Perform- performative witchcraft. Yeah. I only got to stay for about an hour because then I suddenly was losing consciousness because I was really <laughs> tired. But it was really an outstanding class. And it was about, um, well, how the performing arts and magical practice mm-hmm. are very... Have inter- some overlap. A- have overlap. Mm-hmm. And how you can combine those things. And and uh, I need to get the notes. Hello, Nathan, if you're listening. <laughs> um, I need to get the notes uh, from that class because it was brilliant. He's mm-hmm. a very good teacher. And then the other class I went to on Saturday... Right. was The Dark Arts Part 2, Double Double Toil and Trouble with Clifford Hartley Lowe. All I'm going to say about Clifford Hartley Lowe is if you ever get a chance to go to one of his classes, you should because he's incredibly knowledgeable, incredibly skilled, but he does talk about dark things. Right. And so you got to understand the type of class he's teaching, but he is brilliant. And then I went to, like I said, being a spirit worker with Sarenth Odinson at 2 mm-hmm. p.m., that was uh, fun because the classroom we were initially in was too oh. small, and they had to move us to another classroom, which was still packed because mm-hmm. probably 40 people came to this class. Mm-hmm. Um, and the room we were originally in was actually a room that Gwen and I had taught in before that can only accommodate like 15 people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's that room with that great big round table in it. 
and there was just no there was just no, no chance space. of fitting all those people in there. Um, but it was a good it was a good class. Uh, it's always good to to talk to Sarenth, get his perspective on things. Yeah, and Sarenth is uh, one of the hosts of around Grandfather around Fire. Gra- Grandfather Fire, um, who brilliant... we have a we have a relationship with. Yes, and he's a brilliant teacher. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's I love Sarenth. Brilliant class. teacher, skilled spirit worker, and so again another one of those mm-hmm. Clifford Sarenth. Nathan. Yeah. Anytime you get a chance to go to any of these people's classes, we recommend it. They're very, very skilled and very good presenters. And then, yeah, I didn't go to a 4 p.m. class because I needed to get my shit together for the (laughs) masquerade ball. That's right. Which was at 9 p.m. There was some stuff before that. We went to the charity raffle. Neither Mm -hmm. Gwen nor I won anything at the charity raffle. No, but we helped (laughs) put that money toward... Yes, uh, towards... uh, um, Weavers of the Web and their their new space. Yep. So there there was no sadness there. It was fun. And Jack... Doggone it, Jack Mercer. First time we ever met Jack, they won. Jackie like, wins everything every single, they put in for. Every time they enter a <laughs> raffle, Jack wins. Every time. Jack just has magic touch. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this time, though, they okay. only won one. They only won three. Three. They, they won, won three. three. <laughs> they won three prizes. Yeah. But if you're not aware, um, Jack is blind. So uh, they were picking the tickets out of, as the winning tickets. Yes. <laughs> so that was that was fun because sometimes Leanne, who was announcing, would 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 ask, say, "Who's our winning ticket?" And Jack would say, "I don't know." <laughs> Jack is also a, a skilled bone reader. Yes. So if you ever get a chance to have so a, get bone a bone reading, reading from get Jackie. one from Jack. Jackie Mercer. Yep. Jackie Mercer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that I, there was one more ritual that I went to uh, between the charity raffle and the masquerade ball. I went to You Are the Hero of Your Own Journey, mm. which I thought was going to be more Joseph Campbell. It was not quite that. It was like, um, I called it therapy light. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, write out the things that you hate and want to release and then write a good card to replace it with and that kind of a thing. Gotcha. Um, but the the one thing I did find interesting about that ritual was there was a lot of pop music in it. So like the cleansing and the energy raising and the circle casting was all set to um, pop music. Oh, neat. I didn't recognize most of it, so I couldn't sing along, but uh, several, a lot of other people did. So, yeah. so, And I think that's a really interesting way to, to structure a ritual. Yeah. To bring in some sort of modern music Absolutely. elements. I think so I thought that was really interesting. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I did want to mention really quickly, um, if you are interested in learning about Clifford Hartley Lowe and his... Uh, he's one of the few that actually videotapes his classes. Yeah, I need to get the... the... So um, I don't have his uh, website off the top of my head. So just Google yeah. Clifford Hartley Low L-O-W-E, and you'll find him. Yeah. And then there was the Masquerade Ball. There was the Masquerade Ball. Which this year was sponsored by Coventry Creations. Mm-hmm. Gwen and I both forgot to get masks. Yes, we, we did. We planned to get masks. And then completely forgot. Completely forgot, and we're at convocation before we were like, "Oh, that's right." But you know what? Some people. I mean, everybody was dressed up. They were either in their mm-hmm. fine dresses or they were in ritual costume, garb. Ritual or, garb. Yeah. So many had beautiful masks, but a lot of them actually would paint a mask. Yes. There was as, one in particular that, that this oh, woman did that was just spectacular. It was spectacular. I never did get a chance to go up to her, but, but it, it was, was so fancy. So fancy and sparkly. Yeah. With and like, like bedazzled. And oh my God. She must have spent hours. Hours must have. I can't imagine <laughs> she went to any classes that day. I mean, she looked stunning and mm-hmm. that, that uh, mask just 
topped it all off. It's gorgeous. It was spectacular. And so we were lurking outside the masquerade ball for a little while. And uh, a guy came up to me to compliment and and to ask about my garb because I was wearing my Norse reconstruction garb. Mm -hmm. And he was a tabard maker for the SCA. So he asked me about, you know, where I got my stuff and if I had ever thought about getting a crossbar for my apron and and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And literally could tell what materials my clothes were made out of just by feeling them. So, like, he was like, can I just touch your sleeve? Oh, yeah, that's a nice linen. (laughs) (laughs) Which was really funny. I was like, oh, yeah, you know what you're talking about. Anytime you can tell the fabric just by feel, you 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 know what you're doing. Yep. So we had that little conversation and then he, you know, went away on on his way. And he cycled back probably 15 minutes later Uh and gave me a gift, which was a a silk and fine silver wire cross piece that I could add to my apron to finish it off. Because that would have been traditional for uh, Mm. an apron dress in in the Norse style from the period I'm I'm Mm -hmm. constructing from. And he's part of the SCA, which is Mm -hmm. the Society for Creative Anachronism. And they, they reenact various periods of historical characters mm-hmm. and events and all kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, usually they create a persona who's yeah. like from a specific time and place mm-hmm. and they try and to recreate that person's life. Exactly. And it's very cool. I was in uh, in the SCA for a very short period of time due mm-hmm. to a friend uh, who had involvement. And so I w- that was a huge honor. Yeah. It was a huge honor for that he did that because he's a master craftsman mm-hmm. uh, in his... Uh, in his field. In his field. His tabard making. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to figure out how to... I, I now have to do some research and figure out how to affix how to that to my it. apron correctly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, so we, we went into the ball. We mm-hmm. partied. We yep. had fun. We partied too long. Too long because we, did, again, didn't get to sleep till after 2 p.m. Uh-huh. 2 p.m. 2 a.m. Yep. Um, and and uh, consequently, Sunday missed everything. Missed everything. We slept. We slept past the first classes, mm-hmm. and we got up at ten, and we had to check out at 11. eleven. So we got up, and we were like, "Okay, time to pack everything." And so we <laughs> rushed ourselves, and then we were just both like, we were just completely fried. Completely fried. So we ducked out before closing, writ. Unfortunately, yeah. Next time, we're gonna not stay so long at the masquerade yep. ball so that we can have enough brain to do closing writ. That's right. Cause it's, it's really, I love, I do love going to the final classes. I love going to the, mm-hmm. to the final writ. I was just so exhausted. <laughs> there was no way. So better planning next yep. time. Yep. It was just fun to be there <laughs> and it had been so long. Yep. Um, Such a long time since yeah. we've been there. Yeah, exactly. But so that was, that was that our was, convocation That was experience. our experience. There were so many classes, so yes. many presenters. Our friends Cinti and, and Diana, Diana were there as special um, uh, guests. Yeah, teaching. Diana did a, a ritual invoking the spirit of Detroit. Mm-hmm, that was exactly. late on Sunday. Um, Evo Dominguez Jr. Mm-hmm. was one of the special guest speakers. And yep. um, I actually bought his book, Practical Astrology for Witches and Pagans. Yes, which is a book we should have gotten back when we talked to Evo the first time the first a thousand time, years ago. Right. And so he made astrology make sense to me for about a week. A minute, yeah. So if you go back into our... Um, our interviews. Our interviews. You'll find Evo Dominguez Jr., mm-hmm. one of our, our interview with him. He is a fascinating individual. Yeah. So I recommend going back and listening to that. And, the, and then buying his books, because yes. he also has a book on the four elements that came out last year or the year before, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're, it's brilliant. It's really good. Um, and then we did pick up a couple a of couple things. A couple of things. Not I, many. I didn't do a lot of shopping. Mm-mm. 
Um, because, of course, I was, uh, you know, Aronzel was uh-huh. there and I was a little starstruck. I did buy his chart um, called Spiraling Cycles of Life Through Time that he's created uh, basically from the Precambrian age to the Neogene. Mm-hmm. He's got a book out that's about the Earth as a living planet, mm-hmm. which I plan to pick up at some point. By the time I got there to buy it, it was gone. It was gone. Yeah. Um, uh, this and- was the last copy of Evo's book. That I was <laughs> yeah, able- the books were flying off the table. They were flying off the table. Um, and then we we did, they always, as always, they have a brilliant merchant mm-hmm. room. Yep, which we, we browsed through. Gwen and I both picked up soaps from Twisted Willow Soap Company. Mm-hmm, which we love. So I got a black amber and lavender. And I got... Which, wolf. the smell of which is unfathomably good. And then we had no oh my soap. God. Yes, so the one, the, that was the <laughs> other weird thing when we got to our hotel room. There was no hand soap. No hand soap in the room. So one of the first things we did when we There went, wasn't even bar soap, there actually. Wasn't even there was bar no soap. soap. No soap at all. There was like some shampoo <laughs> and some lotion. That was it. That was it. So when we went down that first night uh-huh. to the vendor room, we actually cycled around and Violet Flame Gifts was there. Uh-huh. And they and make good stuff. They make good stuff, which we were introduced to them mm-hmm. when we went to Pagan Fires a yes. few years back. And we got their healer salve And we got there, their healer salve. Really Really good, and, that, and they've, they've 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 changed how they package it now. Yeah, I've meant to go get it. Yeah, we one we forgot to get one, so we'll have to get it next time we see them. But they've yeah. changed it now. It's in like a, a tube. tube. Yeah, that like you can apply like a chapstick. Yeah, it's great. It's a wonderful, I wonderful thing. I still mm-hmm. have some. Yeah, I do as well because I you know it's just brilliant. But what we got was this cider liquid Castile soap yes. that we used in our in bathroom our in, our, <laughs> in our in our hotel suite just. For hand soap, because in the bathroom, so good. It does smell so good. But um, honestly, that we just didn't do a lot of no. of shopping this year. Um, a lot of it was you know time constraints and yeah, and, uh, but also money, money constraints. Money constraints. And then the only other thing I got was I stopped by the Coventry. Coventry uh, Creations. Coventry Creations booth, and I picked up some Healing RX Magical Room Spray, mm-hmm. one of the Aunt Jackie's Ultimates brand line which i sprayed and walked through which also yes. helped calm me down before to, to i taught get her ready class. for her green earth witchcraft class um, but yeah they were a sponsor for for convocation for yeah. the masquerade ball this year yeah and they and i think jackie also did a podcast at the beginning yep. of the week yep and uh so it was and she taught classes which unfortunately i did not get to any of them it's just too much going on she's a brilliant brilliant speaker as well yeah so but yeah that that's that's the only thing that is sort of always true about convocation mm-hmm. Is it's so busy? It's so busy, um, and it makes me miss Michigan Pagan Fest mm-hmm. because the the pace of that was just slower, and so yeah. you had more chance to sort of sit down with people and talk, yeah, and catch up. And there's just not really time to do that mm-hmm. at convocation, but that's because it's packed with so much good content, so, many, so much good content, so many good things to do. Mm-hmm. So as we always say, if you have opportunity. If you get the chance. If you get the chance. Next year's. Next year's Convocation 2024 is exploring our inner self to discover our foundation. It will be February 22nd through the 25th at the Doubletree Hilton Detroit Dearborn mm-hmm. Hotel. So it'll be at the same location. Yep. Hopefully things will be a little better. Hopefully the staff will be a little more a little accustomed more pre- and prepared by then. If you can go, mm-hmm. we highly recommend it. Yeah. It's just, we would go even if we weren't teaching. Yeah. It's just, it's a wonderful time. And so many good people to meet Mm -hmm. and become family with. Yeah. I did not realize how much I had missed this large, beautiful Michigan pagan community. Yeah. And people come from outside, too. They come from, like, Chicago and different areas. The the Midwest. The Midwest. I did not realize how much I had missed this larger community until we were all together in that first writ. And and one of 
the the people participating in our syncretic rituals class brought it up that the the energy is just different when you're surrounded by your people. It is. It's different in ritual. It's different in the classes. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really energizing. It is. To be around your people. And it's it's good to have, Gwen and I were talking about this in the car, it's good to have that check-in mm-hmm. with people and make sure you're not going off the rails. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And I understand there's a lot of people who don't have the money or the uh-huh. time. They can't or get time off the work. access. If you can find something even to go to online, uh-huh. you know, I know it's or something not, in your local or area, something in your local area um, or nearish your mm-hmm. local area. Try to get to a pride in the nearest big city. Yeah. Whatever you can do. If you can find um, just to be a, even a small part, mm-hmm. be in a public ritual, like if there's a local store in your area, mm-hmm. a pagan store that does local public rituals, um, you know, just... I know it's hard to find and especially and it can be scary and it can be scary, especially after COVID. But if you have the opportunity ever. Yeah, we just we just we just so highly recommend that. it because it has meant so much to us from the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know, five years ago when we started yeah. going just to visit. Yeah, our very like. first time we were there for like half a day, half a day. And then after that, we were like, just after the half a day, we were like, this every, is so every, good. Every year we come every year and yep. we stay the whole fucking time. Yep. And we have the only thing that prevented us. Was COVID. COVID. We just, it, I can't stress it enough. It's no. so important. So, so good. So good. So and fulfilling. Fulfilling. And you get to see some big name pagans. Yes, like Oberon like Zell. <laughs> Maybe you'll share a class with Oberon Zell. <laughs> I'm serious, you guys. Look up Oberon yeah, Zell. Google Oberon Zell. Z E L L. All you have to do, and you'll find the Millennial Gaia mm-hmm. and all of his other artwork. All you'll, the contributions All the contributions he's made. he has made to the pagan community since the 70s. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. It, it was such an honor. Yeah. And he's awesome. It was extremely cool. It was extremely cool. Okay, it I'm was done. Probably, it was probably the coolest thing that's happened to me it in really, a class. <laughs> I, I'm done gushing now. Yes. Okay. But, because um, we love all the teachers. Here. We love <laughs> we you do. too, Jason. We love Jason. <laughs> and we we love, I, I, Sarenth knows I love him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, of course, Cynthia and Diana mm-hmm. and um, Clifford Hartley Lowe. Seriously, he is an amazing teacher. Yeah, I haven't had a chance yet to go to one of his classes, so i got to find those, those yeah, videos. Yeah, find the does. videos. His The videos are online, He, mm-hmm. you know, and they're very important classes because he talks about tough subjects yeah. that people don't want to talk about, and that's dark magic. And I do, again, recommend going to Mother Multiverse's class. Mother Multiverse. Uh, oh, my especially God, Especially if yes. you can get to the snake oil class because, mm-hmm. like she said, it's the one most people need and most people won't go to. Yep, yep. But she's a very good teacher. Mm-hmm. Yep. And all her classes are good. Mm-hmm. I've Absolutely. gone to her superhero class before. Yep. Yeah. Lots of good so, stuff. Yeah, just everybody. Just, mm-hmm. you know, they're all good. <laughs> all, all the pe- all the people are, are good. So I think that's it. I, I think, think that's, we're going to wrap it up. I think we've gushed enough. Yep. You can find us on Google at the number three and the words Pagans and Acat or the number three and the letters P-A-A-C. Uh, Gwen has a TikTok where you can follow our adventures from convocation because <laughs> she made several TikToks throughout our weekend there. I did? Yes. Oh, and we have a website at the number three, pagansandthecat.com, where you can find links to various things. The, yeah, exactly. Um, and of course, as always, we love and appreciate all of our patrons. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone in the Pride. And every every single listener in the Pride. We could not do this without you. And we love when we get the opportunity to meet you. We mm-hmm. got to meet so many of you got this to meet, weekend. Yes, quite a few listeners this weekend. It was weekend. great. It yeah. was great. So, very cool. All right. All right. I guess Thank that's you. it. Goodbye. Goodbye.